to get my, my baritone. <laughs> Good evening. Welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. Uh, I am your host, The Mad Shatter. Joined here today by the always lovely Addison Elko and, and a special guest here today, the crazy Dutch bastard himself, Greg Muller. Woo. Woo. Yeah. How's it going, guys? It's been a while. Yeah. It's, so it's been on since the second episode ever. Um, oh, no. You did the, we I, did the one where you and Nick were on. We had a four person. Oh, yes, yes. I, was, I think I did one or two since the combine. Okay. Yeah, you are yeah. you are our first like combine expert mm-hmm. early on before no one did any research for <laughs> yeah yeah so. one, of the, one of the few great great guests you know i i always say this i i wish more league owners participated in the podcast or wanted yeah. to come on the podcast maybe defend themselves against some of our hot takes about their team you know i'm, I'm up for debate maybe, maybe some that have a a kid that get consistently shit on would want to come on the podcast. There I mean, we do have the we do have the owner that was ranked 14th in Chad's DLF That's future true. rankings. So I was I was. That's not me. Shot, That's numbers. Hashtag That's the world. <laughs> That's analytics. Oh, sabermetrics don't like my team. <laughs> no, they don't uh, understand the voodoo. Let's dive into this and let's first just knock out some quick um, trades and bets that we had in the league. The first one. Um, Alvin Kamara for Ad versus CEH. I'm assuming that's for Tiz. Yeah. Who is it? Who has more fantasy points week two through 13? It was $100 most fantasy points. This was right after week one. You know, CEH came in with already a lot of hype. There was already a lot of trash talk between me and Tiz in the offseason, me trying to deal with Kamara, him not being worth more than 103. And I still take that, you know, personally. And CEH had a big game. And uh, everyone was kind of saying, like, chill, pointing out all his flaws. And uh, the bet just kind of started organically. Actually kind of started with, uh, with Greg defending, because I think Tiz made a remark, like, I still wouldn't trade him for Kamara, which is crazy. So I defended him. And I kind of did the week two because CH already went off week one. You know, I kind of wanted to give myself a cushion there in case Kamara had a dud week one, but he didn't. And right now, oof, I mean, Kamara – we talked about his TD uh, regression from last year having the bounce back, but now it's out of control back. And number one running back right now, and that, that bet feels really good. Uh, but a lot of things can change. We have a three-game injury clause too, but um, I guess pre, pre-week pre two, did you, who did you guys think was – were you guys both on the Kamara side there? I mean, I was the one that started the argument, so <laughs> – I'm definitely on your side. I mean, if you look at the the numbers, Kamara had 40 points last week and CEH has 51 points this season. So I think at this point, it would be a very big surprise if CEH caught Kamara without an injury at this pace. That's, that's been my opinion the whole time. So I'll, I'll defer to Chad to see if he has anything different, but I've been with you since the start. Yeah, no, I agree. I I was on team Kamara the, the whole time um even in redraft i was like fading ceh just because uh, and I, I wish i didn't now but i was fading him a little bit because he's you know he is a rookie and it's hard to just with no preseason just jumping right into being elite and i think alvin Kamara's already elite so that's the obvious choice for me and it was a good fade i mean he could still be fine like he's still putting up i mean you got to think that his floor is kind of where it's at which is he had, he had 18 points last week, and I feel like he really didn't do much. 
um, which is a good sign. 11 points for his, like, kind of bad game. But it was, like, for redraft was a little bit too much capital where, like, you can get a Taylor or even a Dobbins round – maybe not rounds later for Taylor, but rounds later for, you know, Dobbins or even Swift or some guys like that. You have to pay the high price of, like, 105 for CH. Yeah, I mean uh, – yeah. <clears throat> I'm happy with the bet. Yeah. 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 I, and then, I so, have nothing else to add. The other thing, the other uh, bet we had, or no, it was a trade. Maybe Greg can dive into this one a little bit. Yeah, this was a trade between me and Eric, and this was uh, I have it in the trade uh, documentation as the yesterday, but I don't remember what day it actually occurred. But it occurred when Benny Snell was still getting some some hype that he could be the the guy in Pittsburgh, or Connor might not be the guy. So I Eric has Connor. I traded him. Benny Snell and my waiver usage for trainer's second round pick in this upcoming draft, which at the, at the time it was before Connor had this blow up week where Snell played five snaps and Snell had just had like a hundred yard game. So I think it's a peace of mind for Eric. Cause now no matter what happens with Connor, be it with COVID with his medical history with cancer, he has the Steelers number one running back no matter what, he has an RB1. And for me, I actually have a pick now in the next forever. So hey, that's good. There you go. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the draft. That pick will probably be gone within two or three weeks, but hey. You were trying to trade it today. I've been, trying to, I've been trying to trade it since I acquired it, but I mean, <laughs> I need, I need a running back. Ball, though, for Snell, I mean, first week, 19 carries for 113 yards. You're thinking, if you're a Connor owner, you got to be worried. If you got Snell on the, <clears throat> the waivers or whatever, you got to be happy. Then drops a negative point one. He was in my lineup. He was in my lineup dropping negative. I and started him. I started him. I mean, why wouldn't you after that first week? He had 100 and then, yards, and then he just drops a negative in my lineup because he fumbled. And then last week was a 1.8. So No, he was, he was not in my lineup with the 1.8. The, the other side of that card, though, is Connor is not guaranteed to stay healthy all season. And so when he, if, if and when he goes down – Benny Snell's the guy in Pittsburgh. Exactly. So, that's why the trade, that's why the second round pick seems, seems fair. I don't, he used his waiver usage of, on Harrison Bryant. That seems like a throwaway at this point, but. Be, now, um, did did you I originally think, trade Eric for Snell? Yeah. In the off season at some point, I'd have to look up what it was. I think I gave like a third, but then I think that might've been before he got Connor. That's a nice little flip for you, though. Yeah, so I traded basically a third for a second, and it was a third, but it was a third this year, I think, mm-hmm. for a second next year. So in the <laughs> end, it's probably like a net. But this second next year hopefully gets me. Anyone listening, if you have a running back that's available, I have a second. Late second, though, but yeah, yeah, it's I'm a late second. Jer- oh, I've been rejected so many times that I can't even. I'm hearing fine. Jarek McKinnon is untouchable. Yes, that the rumor is that Jared McKinnon is untouchable because Isla needs him. Yeah, he's going to snap his leg next week. But I, I guess paying a late second for what is perceived to be a really good handcuff, especially on your own team, is, again, I don't think Eric's playoff bound. So I, I get it in a bubble. It's probably fair. It, it's a whatever move. I think, I think it's I, a avoid last move because it locks him into the steel. He has the Steelers running back every week the rest of the season. Yep. Which seems to be and playing out he well. He keeps on regurgitating the "I want to win ninth ninth place" to me. So, well, 
Well, he's never finished in the single digits, so yeah. that would his goal be is very clearly ninth place. <laughs> <laughs> he lost a rough one last week. I feel yeah. a little bad about winning that one, honestly. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but so first, let's get into some NFL news. Uh, major injuries to some key players, as we all know, Saquon Barkley, like his leg fell off. CMC. He only has like a high ankle sprain, right? I think he is out three to four weeks, I think was the initial diagnosis. Yeah, Michael I think Thomas. I saw four to six. Thomas has been missing games. Thomas, I saw Thomas week five. Godwin's yeah. been missing games. Finally, and I'm not like, I don't root for people's team to be injuries, but I guess tr- tr- uh, Rodgers has had like one big running back injury, like, or it was like the DJ got hurt and then yeah. I think mm-hmm. like Bell was a holdout, but. This is the first year he's being just, like, pummeled. Like, every big name seems to be on Rodgers' team, which speaks mm-hmm. to how good his team is. But, I mean, that sucks. You're only week three in, and, like, your three best players have all missed and will yeah. be missing significant time. And I saw Godwin. I saw Godwin might not even be ready because they play next Thursday. So, I saw he could miss this game Sunday and Thursday and then come back after the long week. So – so I'll ask, I'll ask both you guys. I had the DLF running back rankings, and this is why I wanted to specifically bring up Saquon Barkley. So he's out for the year. It's not like McCaffrey. You're going to get him later in the year. Saquon Barkley is a cornerstone piece to any, to any team out there. If you happen to be – and I'm not going to put Ridge there because I don't think he would he, – he's not a player away. I mean, maybe he is. So maybe even if you're a team like Ridge who's trying to make a championship push, or maybe if you're in a little bit better situation than Ridge, and you have Saquon Barkley, I, he's now currently ranked fourth in running backs, I will start listing running backs below him. And if you were in a position to win this year, would you trade Saquon straight up for this player if you could right now? Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yes. That's a shock for you guys, but yes. No. So I already know. Okay, so Jonathan Taylor. Yes, absolutely. Miles Sanders. Yes. Uh, Josh Jacobs. Yes. Dalvin Cook. Yes. Oh, this is a no-brainer for you, huh? I the, the Giants suck. The Giants are horrible. They have no O-line. They have no quarterback. They have no coaching staff. They have no front <laughs> office. What are the Giants doing well to make Saquon Barkley a good running back? He is elite. He is so good. The 100%. Giants stink, and they're doing nothing to make him better. And now I'm heated because the Giants suck, and they're going to fucking get Trevor Lawrence. So maybe I'm talking myself back into it, but well, I don't no, know. Okay, but you're not – so if he was healthy, you wouldn't do any of these trades, right? This is just simply like if you need to make I don't a know. move. I might. Did you see how bad he no, looked? No way. Saquon no. Barkley's this, so he was like, uh, No, yeah, he was elite. Did you watch the games that he played in? No. But well, how how bad? He was getting hit behind the line of scrimmage on like 35% of his carries. I mean, what? you know, and is I, that gonna I, change? I, I just messaged Ridge. It's sometimes a trade you don't make. I offered him Kamara and Chanel straight up for Barkley, and he said, like, do you want this dick in your mouth or something? So he didn't even, like, hot take. God, I didn't do that. I think Barkley is the most overrated player in France right now because of how bad the Giants are. Well, now that he's hurt and he's going to be coming off no, an ACL. No, trade, before, before that. he was – oh, time i got to look at his numbers. I, I have to Google. But uh, you, you'll look these up. Okay, so this is where I would stop. I think I agree with you on every single one. If I'm a team that can win right now, I'm giving up Barkley straight up. And assuming the teams that you're trading to are maybe rebuilding <laughs> or whatever they think. But J.K. Dobbins, I would not. Now, he's ranked number 10 overall. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do Dobbins either. But then no. after that's Joe Mixon and then Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones. Would you trade – if you could win this year, 
would you trade Saquon for Mixon, Chubb, or Aaron Jones? I hate Aaron Jones, but he's just producing at a he really he really does rates. produce. Chubb, I, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't because Chubb is has Hunt bothering. I think I think Mixon, I would keep Barkley. I think uh, Mixon too, because I don't really like Mix- Mixon and Jones. I just don't like. I'm as... kind of on the same. So basically, up to the ninth ranked receiver, up until Davin Cook and up. Yeah, I uh, think that'd yeah. be. I think Ridge would have to entertain because before this, he was ranked one or two, and if you were trading Taylor, Sanders, Jacobs, Cook, you were probably having to give up him and more to yeah. get to get Barkley. And 100%. now I think now coming up an injury and obviously mid season. I mean, this. I mean, if I'm, I'm, I'm in a different position. I can't. There's no real teams that have any of these guys that are rebuilding. But if I have Josh Jacobs, say, and someone comes up to you asking, I'm going to probably want more on top of that. Now mm-hmm. I want Saquon and more to give yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Because you're in it. Now, if you're if you're Ridge, do you think that his his sell high window is going to be available again, or do you think no, coming off an ACL gone. injury? Not, it's gone. I'll never offer him Kamara straight up ever again. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. He's never going to be the Dynasty one again. So you think Rich Rich cash nine, out? He had he had 19 carries for 34 yards this year. The thing is, all those running backs I listed are literally owned by me and Tiz. He had so. <laughs> under two <laughs> yards a carry. Like Tiz won't give Clyde Miles Sanders or Dalvin Cook. I wouldn't give Jonathan Taylor or Josh Jacobs. So. I mean, he could if he wants to show him, if he thinks he can mix a piss, uh, a push with Mixon or Chubb. I don't know if Dutcher Wire would entertain that for Barkley. I would think doesn't happen. Wire have both of those guys? Oh no, or Jones? He has Jones. Yeah. So I mean, in that range, but those are two teams that probably think they can win too this year. So yeah, it's, especially well, Dutch definitely thinks he can win. For sure. So I, it's definitely. Uh, I think of all the injuries. It's like Ridge. I think he just. I think he just keep. I think he just keep them. He's young enough. He's twenty three. You got it. Yeah, you I can think sell Ridge now. Could just roll into yeah. the next year. Kind of. Maybe Giants drafted old lineman. They just did, and he's he's not playing well. I think the Giants. The best thing for Barkley would be if the Giants tank and get Lawrence or Fields, and then they have a quarterback. They clean the front office out. They get a whole new. Everything's new, and then Barkley's there with the new regime. Maybe they get a lineman in the second round with an early second pick because you can still get a good lineman there. Also, he was listed lower just because of his age and I guess usage. But Derrick Henry, nah, I'm not a big. I'm not he's, either. But he is, get... a, he is the guy this year that could help you win. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah definitely can help you just win. Just a nice contract too. Yeah. But uh, tough loss for Ridge for sure. Definitely was kind of a dark horse team, but got kind of hurt with the Leonard Fournette trade too. That's just like a yeah. Been a couple but... weeks, he's got kind of got crippled there. What What are some good examples of a, a running back that tears his ACL and they come back and are still elite? I don't know that data. I don't. I mean, know. like Adrian Peterson. I, I just, I just know a, AP got hurt. I know Gurley tore his ACL in college, or he tore his knee up in college. I don't know if that counts though. Well, he came back fine. So I mean, yeah, I mean, he came back and he was like an MVP candidate in the NFL. So that maybe counts. Well, he, was, he was also probably what four years younger than Saquon at that point, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was in college <laughs> when he did it, and he was not. Uh, he was like a sophomore when he tore his ACL. I think. I'm kind of surprised I haven't seen. Like, usually, Twitter's very quick to be like. X percent of players never reach their like even half of what you know their production whatever. I haven't seen really any of those. Really good like basketballs really big on those, but I haven't seen them for football. I'm trying to think of a running back who's come back from like something like Willis. The fact McGahee. that we can't even like think of really any is yeah. Telling. I'm going back to Willis McGahee. That's like where I'm thinking. Yeah, 
I mean, I don't think he's, like I said, I think he's got to hold him, but yeah, the, the peak that he could have got. Yeah, I think that, that's gone. Yeah, I, I think gone. that's not coming back. But maybe he'll look at maybe he'll look at the deal. I don't know. I mean, now that he lost Saquon, not lost Saquon, but the value of Saquon and Fournette in two weeks is gone. Maybe, I don't know if Ridge would blow it up or not. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's going to, he's, so he's going to be rolling out Fournette and Michelle, who is a totally different disaster. It's crazy that you can. It's crazy that you can just lose value so fast with a player. It's running backs, man. Their their career is so short that if they miss a full season, yeah, especially running back. Yeah, yeah I mean, running back. That's always uh, my biggest critique with these experts, where it's like, look at the biggest jump from year to year. I'm like, well, that means you weren't very good at rankings because you didn't see this coming. Like, we're supposed to rely on you for year to year in in beyond value, and you're showing got, like how much players move in one year. I'm like, well, then put your not that good at your job. If guys are moving 50 spots, you probably messed up at some point. <laughs> yeah. But it, like, happens more than not. Like, they, like, the top 10 always shifts. I mean, some of the core guys stay there forever. So, obviously, if you're, like, get Hopkins five years ago, you did pretty well. But, like, for the yeah, most exactly. part, guys are just moving crazy. Yeah. But I, I think Barkley, running backs are the most Barkley volatile. Barkley in the top 200. Oh, this is the – I don't know, top 200. Is, he's still five. But one guy hasn't ranked seven. Yeah, he's but like, he was like unanimous second, one. Second, seventeen. Yeah, it was him and McCaffrey. But um, yeah, now is. I mean, what two years ago, Gurley was number one to every single person. Yeah. In every ranking, he was like an MVP candidate, and now mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's still producing, but he's not going to be ever drafted there in dynasty. No. Yeah, that to, that that like, time at the top lasts so short unless you're, I think, Chris McCaffrey. Yeah, but even McCaffrey, he's had one year at the top. Now he's hurt. Mike Davis is doing exactly what he did. Well, the year before that, wasn't he in the top five? I think. He, I don't think he was going into last year in the top five. He was good, on, but man. I don't think he was that. Because that was when yeah. Gurley was up there. Yeah, RBs, RBs are an interesting it's a hard. Grade. That's a hard sell window to give up because you're like, this is such a rare commodity, and it's like, it really is. How do you, how do you That's what makes out? it difficult. A, yeah, but especially if you're winning, how are you going to cash out on a running back? Because you, you can't cash out on a top running back, but at right. the same time, you know they're about to, their value is going to last two, three years unless they're AP. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get to this, this next news. Uh, our first COVID interruption um, happened to the Titans. I think eight players tested positive initially um and so they're thinking about suspending or moving the game to to i think it's monday night now i think they are planning for um mm-hmm. so they move it back one day but let's talk about what do you think should happen for your fantasy roster if you have players that are going to miss a week because of covid do you think that you should there should be a backup plan allowed or do you think that's more of like uh you're injured that sucks but that's how fantasy works which side do you lean This is to me. This is a little different than someone being like a game time decision with an injury. This is like you're probably not going to know until they're literally. I mean, it's a game time decision, but that's like the whole team. So I, I don't know. I feel like we. I don't know. I, I think there should be backup plans. I would at least like to, like, if we're, because Chad, you sent the tweet about like you you put an official backup, and if that player's ruled out, then they're. Uh, rolled out like but for us we have yeah. idps and like i would have to cut someone to then have a backup for bush and you have to declare it before I, thursday I, night I, 
and I don't feel like I should have to cut anybody. I think I should be able to put Bush in kind of like a COVID spot and pick up someone oh, free. Oh, okay. But this is different than someone opting out. Oh, this is now we want the COVID spot. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Williams, <laughs> okay, Williams decided himself. Williams decided himself not to play. We already said we're gonna have unlimited if you get sick rules. This is like they the league won't let them play. So that, uh, to me, that's very different than someone saying I don't want to play. Yeah, I, I I agree, I and I, and I want to I want to hear Greg's side of this. Well, Greg's the Greg's the only one that's been fucked by this. Obviously, he's the one. No, I think no. First of all, logistically, in Yahoo, it would be an absolute nightmare to have like replacement and subbing them in. That would just be horrible. Like I don't know. To have, like Eric oh, I assigned. Manually, I think Eric can just manually edit lineups, and they, yeah, I think. That, you're going to manually edit the scoring and everything? No, I don't no, know how it I works. I think you can just put a player in. All right. If that's possible, it's possible. But also, I think it should just be – it's an it's an injury. You want to start the guy – That's I have Julio Monday night. Do I want to risk playing him? I don't know. Do you want to risk playing your guys on Monday night when the Steelers play? I don't know. It's just, it's fantasy. It's the same It's the same as an injury. You're The, t- the whole team's sick. They uh, also the chat. The I think it was like I think it was three players and like five coaches in the end. Okay. So, it's, but I think they're going to end up playing on Monday. From what I saw, Mike Tomlin like tweeted tweeted some or I saw a tweet that like his quote was like, "We're very very confident that if nothing else pops, we're going to play Monday." But yeah, I think it should be like yeah, you got to make a decision. It's a Monday night game, especially because we're going to know Sunday morning if it's. Monday night or not. I just think like, this is different than like if it was Monday and one player got COVID randomly. No, then that's kind of like, that's the like, thing. If one guy tests positive on Monday, they're probably screwed. No, no, no. I meant like no, the whole not, game not, is probably canceled if one guy tests positive Monday morning. I, I guess it's possible. Like or Sunday or Saturday. Like I don't know. Say there's a game time and one player tests positive. They but that could, that's any game though, right? Like if somebody shows up to the stadium and tests positive on Sunday on the Falcons, that game is probably canceled. I'm saying if it's not canceled, and that guy just sits. I think that's still different than like the entire game getting suspended. Yeah, but my my point is that there's this risk of the game getting suspended for every team. Obviously, it's more for that team the Titans because they already had positive cases, no, but like, yeah, what if on that. Sunday, Julio Wait, don't you think if there's an option to mitigate that risk, that, 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 that should be okay. If there's an option to pick up someone and replace them, don't you think that you should be able to do that? All right. I well, guess the Greg's why, point, why, like if like four Julio games though. on Sunday got suspended right before kickoff. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Well, Cause it could happen. This can technically happen to anyone. If somebody shows up the day of the game with COVID. Yeah, I mean, this this seems different because it's like they 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 know it, out, it now. Yeah, so it it's a little bit different because they know it now. But I'm saying it this could happen to anybody. Yeah, why, I, don't, I don't get why this is different than a guy like Julio Jones playing Monday, and I have to think: Do I start a guy Sunday? I have to make a roster. One guy decision. with an injury, not okay. The whole but game. it's the, yeah, but in everyone's lineup, it's one or two guys. It's not like everyone's thinking the whole team. Nobody cares about the linemen. The, most of the IDP like. I, I, I agree I with you to an extent. I think I think it's a case by case basis. I think the fact that we know five days in advance and we can prepare for this is different than if you found out game day. When okay, but okay, yeah. I understand that. But what if on Saturday they announce the game's Monday night? If Saturday, if they what? 
because they're, they're going to make a decision before Sunday. They're going to say Saturday when teams can – because they can return on Saturday. What if they say, all right, the game's a Monday night game. It's official. We're playing Monday night. Okay. Do we, still, but- do, we, do we still allow the replacement, though? What if they huh. test positive on Monday now and then the game gets canceled? Oh, there's a lot that goes into this. Like, there's a lot yeah, of like the, the, different I, there's no right and... answer. There's no right answer. I th- I just think that's a shitty way to decide like possibly like playoff implications. No, versus that, versus versus teetering on the decision of like a of injury risk. That's every but, year in fantasy because yeah. this is abnormal. Yeah. But Greg, I do get your point because everyone's at the same disadvantage. Yeah, but no, my question, like, obviously, if they say today the game's postponed, there's no issue. My my issue is if they schedule it for Monday and it's no a known risk factor that this could happen again on Monday, but like the next three days there's no positive ca- tests, then they say, all right, we're playing Monday night. What? Why is that different than any other game? This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna, we're gonna make Eric's job even harder. We're gonna send him every week our ranking of our roster <laughs> for all the contingencies for every position for every game so in case anybody is out we know the next man in line eric and then he'll just manually do right it now. he'll just figure it out eric does not need that right now <laughs> no that's eric's the, not available until january something so he said january 18th is what he told me he said that's when everything cools off i, I just saw it, it, this is the only it, case, it but. sucks but like yeah i mean if this happens every week maybe but if it's a one one-off thing i don't know yeah, I mean, there's, there's no, there's no right answer. There's just, I have no idea. I'll, I'll just agree with whatever Eric says. Cause you know what like, is the right answer though? Blake Bortles signing in Denver. <laughs> That's the right answer. Both <laughs> course. Too bad he's not starting. That's bullshit. Oh, he will be starting. Actually, no, because my boy Drew Lock may be back sooner. But get this fucking Brett right. Boise hat. State, Brett Ripian, Boise out. State pride. How many times? How many playoff games? How many times he beat the Steelers in the playoffs? Huh? None. Bortles has. So is Tebow. What does that you mean? Son of, you sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> the elite oh, list of you. QBs to beat the what? Steelers in the playoffs. Bortles, was, Bortles brings the ratings. The fuck your Brett Ripon. Brett Ripon. <laughs> a Rob is stud. Brett Ripon's not gonna do shit. I, I just immediately benched Fan once I. I, should, <laughs> I think I had no. I think I have to play him because. I mean, the total for that game is like thirty-eight or thirty-nine. Ad. Hopefully, he gets in the second half. Hopefully, Ripon throws like five picks. And then no, no, and no. Then I need the Jets out. to throw five picks. We got Denver defense going out there this week. We're not playing Jets defense. There's a bunch of picks back and forth. Oh, we're just throwing back and forth. All right. No, usually picks lead to offensive points. Oh, no, no. You, we're so you think, you think Bortles is bringing the, bringing the ratings, huh? Over Brett Ripon? Yeah. I don't know. Idaho, a, Boise. Bortles a big following. I don't know if it's just my, like, my PMT bubble, thinking like everyone thinks like the community that I follow on Twitter. But I know at least that – community would watch the game over Brett Ripon, and that's a pretty he's good following. No, he's no Tebow, but... He's no Tebow. Oh, God. he is no Tebow. But... Do, I even, do I even stay up with this game tomorrow night on Thursday oh. Night Football? Like, I, I feel great. like... Just seeing him in a jersey again? <laughs> Watching it's, the it's a shit show game. Broncos shit all over themselves on Thursday night. I, Jaguars and the Titans. I'm going to limit my... I, I was going to change it to first completion, but I will not do that. If you throw, if Bortles throws a touchdown, I'm going to instantly order a Bortles Broncos jersey. So I will have two Bortles jerseys, and probably two of which he won't be on the same team because I'm sure Bortles will not be on this team next year. But the list but will just he, keep going. If he throws it to Fan, you're just going to have a heart attack on the spot. So I no, no jersey will be ordered. I mean, who else are you going to throw to when Sun's <laughs> out? 
target your main guy. Nick and I have no skin in the game, so I don't know how intently I'll be watching tomorrow's game. But I mean, just don't watch it. If you have no skin in the game, just don't watch it. And just save yourself. Oh, I just, I just, Stanton just hit a ball to the moon. The game's back? Yeah, oh, it's, let's go. It's, it's 4-1 Indians, but oh. Stanton hit a ball to the moon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hit one last night. It was like when they were already up like 11-2 or whatever. So right, we're three weeks in. We're three weeks in. Who, which owner has surprised you? Which owner has disappointed you? You can go first, Greg. All right. Um, I think the surprise, I, I, I think everyone's going to say the same one. I, I'll say Rob. Like, he picks up James Robinson, instant RB1. I think he's ranked fifth in RBs right now. He Montgomery, everyone writes him off for dead. Guy's playing well, missing t- forcing missed tackles, playing well overall. And then Henderson, Akers just does nothing. Malcolm Brown is doing okay, but Henderson's showing real real signs of why they drafted him the last two weeks after a horrible dud of a week one. I, I think you got to go Rob. He's 2-1. and one. He hasn't had huge scoring weeks, but... A couple dumpy wins. Yeah, it's dumpy wins, but the, the players I'm looking more at than the scores. Like, these guys... Montgomery Cohen's now towards ACL. He's Montgomery's got no competition. Robinson's got no competition. Henderson Akers is hurt and he's producing like a hundred yards a week. He still has solid receivers. Kittle's coming back. He hasn't had Kittle. He's been filling it in. Lamar Jackson hasn't really been Lamar Jackson yet. He will. I think they have like a soft schedule coming up, right? So exactly. And he and Rob's still two and one. So I I think you got to go Rob here. That the most surprising owner and. Yeah, he's he's also has Malcolm Brown. So say Henderson goes down, he's got he's got Brown right behind him. I disagree. I, on his bench. I think Rob is a surprise, but I think there's a bigger surprise, and I think it's 2021 draft hitters. Kojak, a guy who I had projected last, is now in sixth place. <laughs> okay. And that's because Tell his me. wide receivers are doing ungodly things. Kevin really is the wide receiver one, and I think Lockett's top ten. I think it's like three. Cam Newton's coming back to Lockett's life. Lockett's two. Lockett's two, so he's got one and two. Newton's okay. come back to life. Drake Drake is – I don't think he's performing up to his ADP, but I think he's going to be back to normal yeah, soon. He's getting, he's getting double digits every week. He doesn't – I mean – So, I mean, he's, he's got like – He doesn't – He's being carried by four guys, and it's working out for him. I I, strict, I refuse to put Kojak in there just because he doesn't fill in his goddamn roster. He like does it ahead of time, which is really strange. yeah. He like takes guys out on purpose, like yeah, but before he puts I more effort answer, on himself because I'm kind of stalling. So I think we were going to try to organically like put in like if we should buy high or sell high, buy low on certain players. And two of my that I was curious about what you guys thought were already set on both these teams were James Robinson and Calvin Ridley, Robinson. I don't know what his long-term role is going to be. I, to me, he's replaceable or will be replaced. He was third on the depth chart for a reason before other guys ahead of him got COVID and got hurt. And I know that happens, like, guys on the bottom of the depth chart do rise, and it's not, like, the most, you know, talented backfield. But, I mean, you could tell me, do you think that Robinson's uh, a sell high or you just got to hold him? Because obviously he's not a buy low. You're not buying him low anymore. Would you just hold it? If you're robbed, do you just hold him, or do you try to cash out on probably a first plus or a, a 
whatever you can get for him at this point. Uh, I think if you're contending, you can't you can't sell him. Well, he's, if you're Rob, yeah, Rob, he's two and one. He's got he's got pieces. I don't think you can sell him. How 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 do you sell James Robinson right now? Well, he's, he just talked about the the peak of running backs, how quickly it can fall. Yeah, but if you can win, the running back next year, and what if, happens to his value? Oh yeah, but if you can win, why not push it the next three four weeks? If you if he's still produce, yeah, I, who's going to beat him out? Nobody. He no, looks he looks really good. He's catching the ball. He's pass protecting. He's running the ball. Why? I, I don't think you can move him if you rob him. Maybe if in three, four weeks, I don't know when the trade deadline is, like week nine or ten. If he gets there and he's like three and four or middling, then yeah, mm-hmm. then you can move him. Because I don't think his value is going to change unless he gets hurt. He's the only guy there. Rykel Armstead, nah, he's no 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 and you're if you sell him you're not going to get top five ten value i know you're, i mean yeah you're right but i don't think i'm just giving him away for a late first when he can help me to, you, you've seen weird teams win titles okay. stuff happens he, he can lead you to a title the way he's what playing think, right now what do you think he is worth a late first it depends. Yeah, that's what I said. If to Rob, probably more than that. Do you think if Rob can get a top ten predicted top ten pick, he should do it? I, I absolutely think he should. I think that's. I think you should do that. I can understand to Greg's point not doing it because you want to win. That's Would the you point. Trade your chance at a I, title I, for pick nine. Not. A t- I don't think Rob's title bound. So I, okay. I would, Did anyone I think I was title bound last year? I playing freaking. Yeah different though you have guys yeah i had guys rob has guys i don't know i don't know i don't think that that i mean that's that's a tough part about dynasty is yeah exactly is i think if you you were if you were to get a top 10 pick for james robinson you could also flip that pick for more than james robinson i think especially come closer to draft better than james robinson right now the answer is Kamara, Jones, Cook, and Elliott. That's the only three running backs produce, four running backs producing better. Than I don't James think Robinson that's right. sustainable for James Robinson. Why? I hope I'm wrong, but why? Why? I, I I just don't. I don't. I think other guys below him are better, and they'll they'll get theirs. But is anyone taking away? Week three is too small. Yeah, it's a small sample size. But who's taking Robinson's um, workload? No one is. I just think, and obviously and he looks wrong, good. But if he was this, if he was this much of a stud, he wouldn't have had to climb through the ranks due to COVID he, injuries. And he went that. to Illinois State, FCS program, not very big, ran records at Illinois State. Rumor is the Jaguars saw him in camp and said, "Fournette, see he ya." Drafted, right. He was undrafted because he went to Illinois State FCS. Pedigree, pedigree, Greg. He will not. I know. I'm a big pedigree guy. This is very much against me. Every every so often, Aaron Foster's come around once in a blue moon. Hey, Chad likes his undrafted. He likes his both ones he's out there. So he, he says to your pedigree. But, hey, Robinson, un, undrafted from an FCS school, producing rumor is that they shipped Fournette out once they saw him play. I just texted Rob. I'm seeing if he would do James Robinson for predicted top 10 2021 pick. I'll let you know what he says. Well, but, uh, I'll that later in the I, pod. I, I can't. I can't disagree with either side. And the other guy, not to take up too much time, but to me, is someone who I've always been just can't seem to buy into. Maybe I'll just be a year too late, like Tyreek Hill. But it's Calvin Ridley, just going crazy. 
that whole offense, like Russell Gage is producing, Julio's been kind of dinged up, but obviously he's going to get his. But I, is it is it that he's playing with Julio? I mean, he's doing it even when Julio was out, so maybe it's not anymore. But it seemed to be like, well, he's playing next to Julio, so he's not getting the double cut. You know, he's not getting the full attention. Blah blah, and, and now he's kind of doing it as the wide receiver one. Granted, small sample size, but he's tenth right now in dynasty wide receivers. He's one overall in redraft. Is he someone you'd try to buy? Obviously, it's hard to buy low when these guys are doing as well as early. But do you believe in him long term? He's twenty five. He's kind of you know he kind of came out of the, out of college old, but I I'm still I don't know. I I came into this year like not really targeting him at all in redraft. I maybe I'm just wrong. Now I'm just you know it's gonna take me a year to prove me wrong again. But maybe it's because I didn't like him so much out of college. So I'm still on this hill, but. Are you guys Cali really believers? Is this kind of just am I just like a dumb question, just convincing myself I, that he's elite? I am. I, I love Calvin Ridley coming out of college. I think he's an absolutely elite route runner. I'm not a believer. Uh, the first two weeks, Julio's taking the coverage, and then the second, the second week was like the biggest anomaly in the history of fantasy football: 300 yard receivers in one game. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I saw some wild stats about how infrequent it's like four times ever since they've been tracking it. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't try to buy him because I think he's too expensive. But yes. Now, but I. But guy, I. I'm in on really. Yeah. I'm. Rob, it's because why running backs are so much. It's just harder for running backs. I don't know. I just feel like it. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I would almost be more hesitant to cash out on whatever you're going to get for Robinson. Whatever you're going to get for Kyle Ridley, which I assume is a lot more than Robinson, I would cash that. Very happily. I'd be so far out of there. Multiple pieces that I'll be more happy with down the line. I don't know. I'm just he's he's never gonna be the number one until and he did drop off. Granted, 15 points is a great, great game. Five catches, 110 yards without Julio is fine, but it's not the 29 and 26 he was seeing as the wide receiver, too. No, and that's with and that's with Gage getting hurt too. He was the only option. We had my boy Olamide Zacchaeus as the number two receiver for most for a while. He said that because I had no idea how to say that name, but He's one of those guys, like, when you're looking through, like, the top of the rankings, it kind of sticks out to me more than even James Robinson is Ridley. But, I mean, Ridley yeah. has, had, has had a solid couple years, so it's not like he's been a bum coming out of nowhere. He's kind of just been, like, middling for a breakout. I think maybe – I don't know if he had a 1,000 yards last year, but yeah, – well, Would you trade Ridley for Godwin straight up? <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I would take Godwin. Yeah, so I would take Godwin. Yeah, I would take, yeah, I would I would take Godwin. See, I think it's kind of the same thing because Ridley was hyped up all offseason. And that was that reminded me of Chris Godwin, I think the year before, and then Chris Godwin Godwin became elite, and we were upset because we all didn't want Godwin to be elite, and then now Ridley's becoming elite. So I think they're on like literally the same. Godwin had trajectory. way more hype. Like, I'm way with that. On this. I think Ridley, Godwin Godwin had like hype to the freaking moon. Uh, I don't think any, nothing may ever match that. No. the amount of Godwin hype. Consent, with, like, really? Without production before dark it, house. Yeah. Dark Horse breakout, everyone in so, – okay, I'll do the same thing we did with um, the Barkley thing. So, I'll, I'll list three above because I think it could be – it's not debatable for me, but uh, for Ridley, Juju, Smith, Juju Smith or Ridley? Juju. Juju. A.J. Brown or Calvin Ridley? Ooh. Oh, that's a tough one. A.J. Brown. Moore or Ridley? Moore. Moore. And then this – so, those are three above him. Below him, C.D. Lamb. Oh. That one's Ridley, tough. That's a hard Ridley. one. I think Ridley too. I think, I think Ridley. I think I'm taking Lamb just because he's got four years and 
Cowboys are just passing for a thousand yards a game. It's crazy. I mean, you don't know who their quarterback's going to be in two years. And they're going to pay Dak. Mike Evans. Um, give me Evans. Evans is the most underrated receiver in fantasy. This is where I'm starting. Yeah, give me Evans. Amari Cooper. Ooh. Ridley. Amari. I think I might go Amari too. And this is, I think this is where I start. Uh, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, no. Oh, Ridley. I'm, I'm taking Ridley. So the next. I just I can't take I, a number two receiver. I just can't take a number two receiver. <laughs> I know. That is, that's a good point. That is a good point. But Julio's on his way out, so you got to play for that. Is he? That, he has a fifteen hundred yards every year. You're right. At that point, Ridley might be twenty six, twenty seven, which is the prime for receivers. So I actually, that'd be perfect. But... Don't, don't you think Mike Evans or Chris Godwin are number two receivers? I think Edwin's is the one. That's why I struggled with Godwin. Yeah, Godwin's like six in this. I didn't. I didn't yeah, I think Godwin was Godwin wasn't listed, but I would struggle with the God. I would take Godwin, but I would struggle. What oh, about Metcalf? What I about Metcalf Lockett? I uh, Lockett, I mean, get out of my D- face. DK for sure. Yeah. You think, you think both of them over Ridley? I would take Ridley over if Lockett. The, if this, no, if the Seahawks are playing like this and actually letting Russ cook, as they say, give me both of them. Isn't Lockett like thirty? He's twenty-eight. Uh, let's be honest, though. The real number one wide receiver for Seattle is just not released from suspension yet. Uh, yeah, let's yeah. be honest here. Once but he's. I, we, we seem to agree on Ridley because when we started to kind of go, eh, it was a Galladay, McLaurin, Judy, A-Rob, OBJ. And yeah, I would probably – oh, I think I would take OBJ. But other than OBJ, I think I would take uh, – I would take A-Rob too, actually. Yeah, I saw some A-Rob buy, especially they look pretty good with holes. I would take A-Rob Dick too, Dick I think. Season. See, so, like, uh, you're in that – McLaurin, I would take Ridley because I don't same. think McLaurin. I think mm-hmm. he's a – Same. Yeah. Um, anyway, circling all the way back – um my surprise so obviously we're doing like surprise like positive it seems to be because there's obviously surprise negatives uh my surprise team is gonna it's gonna be greg um i get kojak and rob are two and one but they're also playing in a bad division like rob beat no offense you and chad and eric not really like they're you guys are ranked uh, 11th and 13th i don't know who kojak beat but kojak's putting up decent numbers but i mean greg three no greg three no i think we had him in like the eight or nine ninth range. We had a lot of question marks about his running backs. Rashard's running back too. Seeming to you know, he calls it the black magic. Uh, it's, it's, it's working. He I think last week was his best week. 161. The first two weeks like didn't break 150, but I, clearly don't need to break 150 to win and be that impressive. That's kind of like, that's why mental like you break 150 you should be winning type of barrier. But 144, 145, fine. Beat Tiz. Thank you. Um, it puts up 161 because Rex Burkhead went like crazy. It's just that I didn't think he'd be three. No, I, I I had some question marks about your team. Um, I don't even think like Brandon Cooks. Is Look at him smiling good. like he knew all along. <laughs> no, but like Brandon, Brandon Cooks, I didn't think he'd be doing much, and he's not. Julio Jones is missing games. Um, you know, Todd Gurley's getting vultured by Brian Hill. So you got, but luckily Josh Allen is the quarterback too, going crazy. And you're just picking up the right players, starting the right tight ends, two running back twos, and it's working. And that's why I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised because we literally said in your ranking, you work, work of the waiver wire better than anyone. So we're not going to be surprised if you do do well. But I am surprised by three now more than I am than Kojak and Rob beating up on bad teams. <clears throat> well, Thank you, but yeah, I, I see your point on the, the schedule. I didn't really take schedule into account when I looked at Rob and Kojak, so I, I, I can see your point. I'm not going to talk too much about 
uh, my own team, but um, I'll I'll defer to Chad and see see his thoughts. No, that's a good. I mean, it's a good call. I mean, I don't like you said. None of us predicted Greg to be in the top two. I, I mean, we should have. He, he's working his voodoo magic that we forgot existed apparently on his waiver wire pickups, and his uh, <laughs> his guys are performing. I and mean, what can you say? Sometimes the fantasy gods are in your favor. Sometimes they're not. So. And then we'll do what our most disappointing teams. I got. Teams lost, I, I mean, Rogers is zero and three, right? I think we're all on the but same like page he's, here. He's <laughs> injured. I, I, I'm. I that, that is that's the obvious. Thing. I'm not trying to be a contrarian, but like, why are it one and two? Kind of like he's been. I mean, I guess he's not been healthy too. The guy always missed games. Yeah, I guess it has to be Rogers. First time ever. I don't think he's never lost three games ever. Oh, uh, the first year I think he was like a. If you exclude that first year, I think he's never lost three games. Yeah, but, I mean, hey, his all these I guys mean, are coming back. But if he loses this week to Kojak, I don't think he makes. I don't think he can make. Not enough time. He can absolutely uh, make the playoffs if he gets McCaffrey and Bell back week five. And Thomas, I forgot Bell was and too. Thomas and Godwin. Yeah, he can absolutely make. Oh, the playoffs. I, I know he's he's different where these guys aren't out like ridges. Run the table at any moment. Barkley, but I know. What, what about Nick? Do you think Nick's going to turn a corner at one and two? Yeah, well, I mean, Mike Davis has projected like DeAndre Hopkins numbers. So, and I've already said on record, I'm the the greatest one and two team in the league in the league history. Yeah, Mike so. Davis has projected over 15 points. That's crazy. He's it, he's just like they just and he's delivering on it, so you can't even fault it. So now if Nick has an RB2, I think he'll bounce back too. I just hope I don't play him. I think I play him next week. Yeah, of course. And he's got how Davis. Much, how much are the, do you think bye weeks are going to affect the rest of the season when those start popping up? Because that's we talked about be before, some, some teams don't have the depth to make up those players. That's why yeah. I'm so happy I have my entire team has a week 10 bye, basically. <clears throat> yeah, and that's so why when we did our preview, we were fading teams like Kojak and fading teams like Rob just because – we were saying, get your wins early. You got some players. But when these bye weeks hit, you ain't got no bench. And that's why I'm upset that, like, I love my lineup and I'm stuck here at one and two because you know, bye weeks are hard. Bye Very weeks unlucky. are going to be brutal, especially when you mix in injuries. Because, yeah. I mean, what we have, assuming this pace continues, injuries are going to be brutal this year. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about but, some of the week three matchups. So do you want to start from the top? Well, uh, yeah, everyone's top is different, right? So you yeah, lead the way. Yeah, just pick a matchup and then, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so the first one is uh, – it would probably be, be my matchup. Hold on, on week four, yeah. Yeah, yeah it will be you. Me <laughs> versus Eric, the avoid last place week three matchup. <laughs> and I feel bad about this one because I got unbelievably lucky with this. <laughs> and But here's the thing. People are arguing that Eric made bad sit-start decisions but so did I I could have put Jefferson in my lineup I could who went off I could have put Burrow in my lineup who had more than Roethlisberger so I mean I think it's that's kind of a two-way street there but going into Monday at night I believe it was I was up I think nine he had New Orleans D and Christian Kirksey that's pretty odds are you're probably going to make up that difference Kirksey end up, ends up getting hurt and New Orleans drops a negative two why did you start New Orleans against Green Bay? 
That was the questionable decision. But Why is that an option? That's you, the start. You could get a random pick or a sack. I mean, negative two is tough. But yeah, Kirksey comes in with nine and then ten and a half points and just gets hurt at three. That's just that's brutal. The, the Saints defense against the Packers were scoring like forty-five yeah. a game, and he rolled out the Saints defense. What are you doing, man? Yeah, that that wasn't a good call. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna. Who's getting on Eric for not starting Brandon Ayuk or T. Higgins? I mean, like. Yeah, nobody. Ayuk, it was his first game back, and Higgins, I think, just had like two touchdowns, right? Like, it wasn't even like. Yeah. He did yeah, nothing. He had like Forty yards, yeah. It zero like and then five like points the first game. two weeks. So. And I can't blame Chad for not starting Jefferson or Burrow. Burrow was not really a big difference, and Jefferson, yeah, you can't start. He hadn't done anything. Yeah. No, I missed his breakup by one week. Was... I put him in week two, and it came week three. I'm so pissed. Yeah. So you missed. Oh, you got the win. And he'll be in there. Yeah, you I got guess, the win. I guess you know points for tiebreakers, but Chad, your boy. I mean, so uh, we're not going to dive into everybody, but obviously Gallup had a huge game that helped. But I think the biggest has to be concern for you is DeAndre Swift. Yeah, <laughs> no I think carries. he must have he must have banged Patricia's wife or something like that. No, like carries. how are you gonna has, how are you gonna draft a, a running back at thirty five and not give him touches? Like, what what coach would give a thirty nine year old AP twenty two carries? Ride AP. You gotta Before ride AP. That, he had 10, 10 points each two weeks. That's that's. Solid and he card. dropped a massive touchdown the one week, so he could have had like twenty. That's what he it dropped was. Dropped a game-winning touchdown. I'm telling I think you, he, he dropped that game-winning that. touchdown, and he just got benched. I agree. If he would have caught that, Twitter would be like, it would be way him. different. That, cha- that changed the whole, yeah, like everything. one play. It was one play because it cost him. The, it wasn't even a drop catch. Yeah, it, was, it cost him the game. Yeah, I don't know if he's in the doghouse for that. That was week one, though, right? So I mean, he came back. He got yeah. five. I mean, only only five carries, but he got a bunch of targets. Yeah, that's a little concerning. But Jefferson looks good. I mean, Swift will turn around. I don't. Yeah, think you can just swap Jefferson and Swift this week. Why it's, but uh, I mean, this is like a whole season thing. But fucking Brandon, man. I mean, I know what the hell, man. And then and then Gaskins, wow. the dude. I mean, no, I don't think anyone saw that coming. No, just from week one. From from week one, he's the starter. What? What? Yeah, <laughs> that came from the clouds. Yeah, that. That's one of the honestly one of the more surprising. Like, why would they? I think Wire said that. Why would they trade for Bri or trade Howard like, for Brianna, or, and Howard, and then and then start Casket? Like, why are you wasting draft capital for no reason? It's just yeah, sign, sign Brianna, trade for Howard, start Casket. <laughs> like what? They but, traded I mean, for Brianna well. too. He's, they traded like a fourth for him. Yeah. Just, they, gave, they gave like an early day three pick. And I thought that would useless. be kind of like a contentious like. Vulturing. I mean, Howard is a vulture. He's turned to new Kalen Balazs. Yeah. No, I thought Brady would get all the pass down work. No. Howard's got Howard like Asiata be... stats. He has like yeah. less rushing yards than rushing attempts and like four touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's like, he's not playable in fantasy, but if I have a tough bye week, I mean, I I'd probably, probably I'd roll him out there at RB2. <laughs> um, at least we can yeah. unite on hating Miles Gaskin. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck, man. And then for Eric, like, gotta see. I gotta be happy James Conner turned the corner again. 24 points. That's huge. He had Gaskin. I forgot we were watching at the bar. He like he started three dolphins like out of nowhere, which is yeah. He said he made yeah, the decision I was down, nine minutes. I was down big game. after Thursday. I was down big. Yeah. He made the decision like at 8 11 on Thursday. But are we are we are we done with Mike Williams? I'm I've been I mean, you don't have to tell me. I've been but on he's been one of those guys that keeps having kind of like Corey Davis, but even worse because he's a year different, but like no, they're the same year. Same year. 
still has like sneaky value somehow. Like someone, I don't know. I feel like they just keep lingering or, or somehow getting good trade value. No, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. With the thing I think, was, I think the he's thing better than he actually is. Yeah. Everyone blamed Rivers for just one looking Keenan. And then Herbert comes in and gives Keenan like 11 and 19 targets or something. Like maybe it's not one looking and it's just Keenan's open and Mike Williams isn't. So he just doesn't get the ball. Because everyone would always blame Rivers, but then Herbert comes in. I mean, ignore the Tyrod week because Tyrod's what Tyrod. And like Herbert did the exact same things that Rivers did: feed Eckler, feed Keenan. That's the recipe. Yeah, and then to Eric's credit, I I kind of wasn't as high on, but Joshua Kelly had a not a great week three, but you know it was making all the Austin Eckler owners pretty pretty upset. Getting twenty a lot carry, twenty three carries in week two, and thirteen <laughs> fantasy points a week. I mean. It's not a great week three, but that's a pretty good – I don't know when he drafted in the rookie draft, third or fourth round. So, that's that was pretty good by Eric. He yeah. just – he's going to have to – his start-sit decisions. I mean, his, I don't know what his optimal points would have been here, but it would have been well above 114. But, obviously, we said we, you can't start Ayuk and Higgins in that spot. But he's got he's got guys. Edwards is hurt now. Sammy's still there. Yeah. But he's got, like – he's got a decent team. But it's probably – it's not the best 0 3 team because of Rodgers, but it feels like he should be better than 0 3. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. that, I I, that he, was. He needs. No, go ahead, Chad. That, that was just a lucky win from. I didn't win that. I think Eric lost that. It's like, always. It's like always it's... Dumpy wins suck, but when you miss your projections and still win, it's like, all right. Yeah. yeah. Dumpy wins, <laughs> you like, you're like, oh, I got away with one there. Like, oh, yeah, I needed exactly. that. Yeah. Like and the, those are the ones you look back on at the end of the year when you make the playoffs like a game. You're like, all right, I snuck that one out. I needed that. Yep. All right, so I'm gonna move on. So let, let's run through these a little bit. So Kojak versus uh, Wire. Kojak wins with 131, and Wire puts up a, a 103. Anything that, stick out to you about this matchup? That scares me because I play Wire this week and he's not gonna score 103 again. Uh, I was dead wrong about. Well, I guess he had a good week too, but I, I'm not. I thought OBJ would be better. Wait, had two has had two eh, weeks, one good week, I guess. That's a little concerning. I think Jackson's hurt now. Yeah, um, he is. He might not play this week. Yeah. Kojak won that with a zero from Hogan too. I didn't even notice that. And even Mixon, like I, I was very high on Mixon this year. Eight points, twelve points, and nine points. It's not. Yeah. What you want from your running back? Yeah. I guess running back two, but like, I mean, Aaron Jones is continues to make me look – I mean, I'm avoiding him, and he goes for 17 and 17. But the only two weeks – the only one week he did really well. This is what I'm saying with Wire disappointing, because I think he had 103 this week and then, like, 109 week 112. one. Yeah. Two horrible weeks, and, okay, the one week he did well, Aaron Jones has 46 points. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, all right, now you can't – that's not sustainable. And then the two weeks, Aaron Jones has, like, a human game, which 17 is still very good. Weirdly, the same exact point, 17.2. Then he has a crappy week. Because the other guys can't pick it up. He's got starting – I mean, A.J. Brown's a big loss. So, if he gets him back mm-hmm. at full A.J. Brown. But uh, Corey okay. Davis is showing a lot. I think he's going to eat into A.J. a little bit. But I, I don't know. I, I thought we had wire up at, like, fourth overall. I mean, it's just kind of disappointing. Maybe if he gets A.J. Brown acres back, it could be better. But not, not a great week. But then Kojak, I mean – we talked about his top two receivers, Ridley and Lockett. Lockett with three mm-hmm. touchdowns. Yeah, the one, two let Russ, overall. Let Russ cook. I think you start there. He's 
got the number one and number two overall receivers, plus Cam Newton's being Cam Newton. Drake's not even doing that well, yeah. and he's still winning. And probably the best yeah, defense, too. North, uh, New England's gotten 10 points two out of the last three weeks. So, Yeah. And, and good for him for going two and one. But as we were saying earlier, he flex, flex players, one out of zero. Look at his bench. Besides Eric Ebron, who you can't – be trust to start week in and week out if you want once you want to put him in your tight end spot. But if he wants to flex yeah, if, if, if he wants to flex a tight end, sure. Peyton Barber 0.9 points. Sneed 1.4. Uh, uh Darwin Thompson negative 1.7. Kiki Cootie not playing. Bryce Love not playing. Lyndon Bowden zero points. Mooney two point. His bench is horrible, horrible. And so, those guys are going to start this week. Who's he going to? He needs an RB two from that group. He needs. Two flex from that group. Like two yeah. wins is probably he's already got enough right now to probably not come in last. I think historically like two or one wins does it. No one ever goes winless. But man, when I think bye weeks start week five. Also, he, I don't know if he's going to win a game unless he's playing like one of the bottom tier teams who's also by ridden. You also that's the only way he's going to win. You can't rely on Ridley and Lockett to finish one and two overall at receiver. No, no. I mean, you said. I mean, I can agree. Biggest surprise team. Biggest. Fade team, I, I would put Kojak by far of like the above 500 teams that I think are going to just fade yeah, out. And I would nowhere near playoff contention. I would say he is easily the worst 500 or better team. The fact he has one more win than me is infuriating. <laughs> you talking about Rob? No, Kojak. All right, let's move down the list. So we have Nick beating Itzler 141 to 124. The the breakout of Andy Isabella everyone's been anticipating finally yeah. happens. Yeah, any starter good for him. Uh, yeah, any starter. That's that's one of the players. You know, there's 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 players in the league that the chat universally hates. People love when Isabella does good. It's just like <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a feel good moment when he caught those touchdowns as everyone was rooting for for Eric. I mean for Isler. So that that was cool. Um, McKinnon's a pretty good find. Untouchable, Jarek. Untouchable. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. CD Lamb's doing fine. Russell Gage kind of had a. He was hurt, right? That's he got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah. That's why yeah. my boy Olamai Zacchaeus. Deion Lewis um, disappointed a little bit. He was supposed to be a popular play this week. Yeah, but didn't I didn't I didn't even watch a giant game. But didn't Devonta play? No. If he did, no. I don't think he did anything either. Yeah, uh, I think it was. Just, well, I mean, Barkley can't even run behind that line. So let's be. What's the? No, but he I, okay. He Freeman did play. I'm sorry. I I only saw the final results. Yeah, I thought he played 10, there. It was ten rushes for five. Yeah. Oh uh, no, five five rushing attempts for ten yards. Yeah, exactly. That sounds about right. Giants' line is horrifying. No one is going to produce behind that line. Also, I thought Boston Scott was going to be a thing. Maybe Yahoo projections got in my head, giving him like nine, eleven points a week. I mean, he's, I guess the first two weeks seven points and seven points, but then point eight. Point, I don't know. Oh, oh well, I mean, Sanders had like twenty something carries last week. I think. Um, even Miko Armin on his bench, seventeen points. But yeah, also you have to look at how sustainable is this for Nick? Mike Davis dropping twenty and mm-hmm. Dak dropping forty just to hit one hundred forty points. I mean, Dak did better. La- oh, I just you're saying we had forty four last week and then thirty. I mean, he yeah. was a QB two last year. I unfortunately made a bet against you against the only other quarterback better than Lamar Jackson. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, he got it's, it's a, seen- a new toy to play with in Lamb, and it's. Their defense stinks, so he's always going to be throwing. Yeah. 
And it, se- it seems like Burrow and A.J. Green haven't quite figured it out yet, but I think that's going to come. Yeah, and, he's targeting uh, a lot. He's getting the targets, yeah. Nine targets and 13 targets first two weeks. Yeah, I Just, think D.J. Yeah. Moore wore the Ruben Randall invisibility cloak this week, but I think he's going to be coming back. I've always Same with Waller. Waller, Belichick just schemed him directly out of the game. Are we concerned about more, at least being a consistent wide receiver one with Teddy Bridgewater? I, I am. I'm not. They'll get a, they'll get a new quarterback though. Teddy's he's like a checkdown guy. He's not going to feed more enough to be relevant, but he's going to make Mike Davis pretty good while Nick starts him until McCaffrey's True. back. True. You just want more than seven points two out of three weeks from yeah, uh, that, a guy I blame who's a Teddy top 10, DJ. 12 dynasty you know, wide receiver. Yeah, I blame Teddy for most of that. More And then, and then Waller, I mean, he's not going to get 16 targets, maybe. Maybe he will this, year, this week because everyone's hurt. But obviously 1.9 points. Is yeah, Belichick just – I watched a couple of videos. Belichick just completely schemed him out of the game. And Belichick was like, if Ruggs is out, Waller's not going to beat me. Also, you know that like that stat that me and everyone else was kind of talking about, where if a team a wide receiver joins a new team, he you know takes a year for them to gel. That doesn't work when you're as talented as DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, Hopkins is breaking like so every good. record. <laughs> he's so good. I think he's on pace for 1,900 yards or something outrageous like that. Jesus. I don't think I ever had the chance to draft him, but I did in my head, or maybe told all the people like Fade Hopkins this year at his ADP, and I was wrong. So I'm sorry if you listened to me and did that because he's awesome. You're living but, the yeah, life. He also has an RB1 in his IDP slot. Those points matter. Let's just point Another out bench. There. Another sketchy bench. You kind of just skim through the bench. Yeah. Not a lot I'm, of points coming for yeah. that bench. Not, not. He, just cut, he just cut Sims Jr. today. So. Oh, that was his pick. He took him over yeah. uh, Josh Gordon. Yeah, cut. He was another uh, popular guy that people were buying low yeah, on. Yeah, he was, he was like was a, just, a it was, sleeper. He was the, the wide receiver too there. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to skip to to Rob versus uh, Josh. Uh, speaking of Rob, I just got a message from him about would he trade James Robinson oh. for a top Ooh. a top ten pick? I said a guaranteed top ten pick. Would you trade James Robinson? He said, "I'm probably holding at this point." Yeah. All right. I'm with Rob. He's two and one. But Robinson's 29 points, man. Dude, he's Pretty legit. Crazy. Yeah. Henderson, a good week. You know, it was all the guys we were talking about before. We were just and about the thing about Robinson is he had 29 points and they got blown out. Right. So he's not – it's not even like, oh, because they had positive game script the first couple games. Yeah. Um, he's running the yeah. ball. He had 80 receiving yards in a blowout. Tyler Boyd, too, was a guy that I was high in this year. I mentioned in the last podcast because Burrow just peppers the slot receiver. And Boyd is, is prospering from that. Yeah, 10 for 125 is pretty big. Week. And how about Josh again? Well, last year, I mean, Reno. Everyone doesn't like to believe in this team, and he just comes out there and wins the first three games. Jeff Wilson Jr., he, he said, he's like, I'm trusting my plums. I'm throwing him out there. 21 points. Good for you, Josh. It's a good yep. start. Tampa Bay defense, 18 points. Yeah, that's probably not sustainable, but hey, good start. <laughs> Hey, unless it's the Patriots' defense or whatever. Two yeah, years true. Ago. It could just be. Hey, Brady's there. Maybe. Maybe he. Damn, his kicker went there. off too. God damn. Sixteen points from Crosby. That's a good Ingram, week. Ingram inconsistent. Three points, fifteen and three. It's you yeah. can't not play him though. Yeah, but you have no idea who. It's just whoever scores the touchdown that week because they're so divided. That's like so a three-headed backfield. Yeah, they have yeah. him, Dobbins, and Edwards still takes like five, six carries. So it's just whoever finds the end zone that week. 
Zeke had a down game too. That's not that's not going to be Zeke's. I think Zeke's floor is higher than that. Sixteen uh, points. Sixteen points is decent floor. He just had a lot of catches to make up. Oh, he's six for twenty-four though. He only had sixty yards basically. Yeah, but a fourteen carries for thirty-four yards is pretty bad. Yeah, that's bad. But, and then um, six catches for twenty-four yards is also not four yards of catches is not great. No, but you'll take that as a fantasy owner. But yeah. uh, I saw a tweet that the Jets and the Cowboys are the only two teams in the NFL that have not had a fifteen or plus yard run yet. So yet to run really. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty ridiculous. I know. I would have never guessed that. Jets, yeah, yeah absolutely, but not not the Cowboys. Neither would I. But yeah, good for Josh three now. I don't know. Know who he has this week? Oh my computer's bugging out now. But yeah, especially in that division, you can definitely get a chunk more wins. I don't know how many teams have started. I think only like I used to do this. I probably had the data somewhere about when you start three zero, the likelihood of you make the playoffs. I think only like one team. I think it was you, Greg, has only missed the playoffs. I missed. Yeah, it was definitely me. Start, start 3-0, so that's pretty much done a lot. I mean, a lot of injuries can happen, obviously, but it's, you're in a pretty good spot if you start three now. Let's go to adverse Tiz. This game technically, technically still not over. Right, there could be a a, a shot that you could win on that direction, points. perhaps. Yeah, it's possible. One seventy nine point seven to one seventy six point nine. Patrick Mahomes just goes off yeah that's yeah, 44 that on in my other league night. in my other league he had that at halftime oh my goodness yeah delvin cook 27 derrick henry 28 uh ceh helped them out with 17.9 you had to have been screaming in a pillow monday, monday night when that was going on yeah, once he threw that bomb that he got, like, lit up on, I thought it was going to be a sack, and I think he threw that to Nicole. That was the dagger I knew was over. I, there was still, like, a 20-some point. I, you know, I, he, he, when you know, you know. It wasn't even a reverse jinx. Put the phone away. I didn't, I didn't watch the rest of the game. I knew. I, this is frustrating because I, I said in the group chat there's been – I made two – so my core lineup is basically what you see now but with Breeze in. The core lineup, I love the lineup. I can You can flip the tight ends because – I think they're one and two right now in tight ends is John Smith and Noah Fant, so I, I'm good with either one. I made two changes. I put in Metcalf for Scotty, uh, Scotty Miller for Metcalf, and I lost by the difference of that decision. I scored 154 and lost. And then I thought it was being very clever. Miami's defense has been very poor against the pass. Breeze looked like a shell of himself, and we started guarding Minshew. Let's go, Minshew Mania. And Breeze goes – not goes off, but he goes for 27. The difference between that and Minshew would have won me this matchup, so – I really should be three and zero if I just never overthought. Like if I, ever, if I just didn't do fantasy research, I'd be three and zero. Yeah, just start your best players, and you'd be three and zero. Be three and zero, and I'm a sec- I'm second in points for, so I'm so optimistic. But I, I mean, schedule of gods can fuck you, so I, I can keep putting up good scores, and our division's real good. So there's no guarantee I I should beat Nitzel this week. But I mean, he he's, he has players I can go off, but I could play Wire and Nick and. Greg and guys that I'll be projected to beat, but they can definitely beat me any given week. So there's no guarantee I'll make the playoffs, even with my team that I think is so fucking good. But what do you do with Lazard? Well, I do it. I did see a tweet once uh, Adams was out. It was like, if you have Lazard, you don't start him. You should just cut him or trade him because what's the point of having him? I'm like, a, I can't, I can't put him in. I can't have another Scotty Miller. It's not happening. But B, like, I like it for bye weeks. I mean, I'm not just going to get – I'm not going to trade him just because I'm not going to play him when Adams is out. Like, I like him when my guys are on a bye week. Mm. I think it's the wide receiver seven right now, which is awesome. Um, 
And of course, Scotty Miller has to have 10 points a day when he has fucking two points left. It fucking sucks out of me. <laughs> but no, I, I still like my team a lot once Crowder gets healthy. And Chanel had a down week, but the first two weeks he was showing some flashes. But I mean, I love my team. I think Metcalf is on his way to being a, a top 10 5 dynasty wide receiver. Taylor, same. Kamara is. Jacobs is. Like, I think, I think I can have three top 10, if not, I've already do running backs. Um, that's a good. That's good to have. Uh, I mean, it's, it's super frustrating, but yeah, it's it's you, you've had some bad luck the first three weeks, but you, like you said, your points four is second best, I think, and you're you're. I don't think this is sustainable. I, I think you're gonna yeah. rise up the. Greg always says cream always rises to the top, right? Yeah, you're you're, cream, bro. You're, your plums, your plums will they'll they'll come back to you. You're a little spoiled right now. Uh, I have a message from Rob. He just wants me to pass on quick. Um, I called J-Rob being a dark horse as soon as they traded Fournette and to suck my cock. So that was from Rob directly. All did right. He take, um, did he take your hypothetical question as some dig at his yeah. player? <laughs> super, I don't know. I told super him we defensive, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't be like I once Fournette got traded. Me and Greg did a startup draft in July. And yeah. took James Robinson we did. as a sleeper. So that's that's can... a fact. All right. Uh, all right. So moving on, who we got? Moving on. Greg versus. Or no, that's week four. Uh, hold on, I keep getting confused. I played Ridge. Greg versus Ridge. Yeah, Greg versus Ridge. One sixty-one to one thirty-three. Yes. Josh Allen. Fantasy MVP. My boy. NFL MVP. My man. Is that crazy? Gosh. I mean, no. probably the if, I, this might have been the battle race. of the two QBs for MVP. Yeah. No doubt. These two Mahomes, for yeah. sure. Russ, Russ versus Josh Allen. They both dropped, what, <coughs> Allen had 35, Russ had 42. There's a fantasy QBs one and two, which is surprising. Oh, Mahomes week two is bad, but. Yeah. I mean, Rex Burkhead. by Allen for a while. I picked him up last week. That's that's that that's Tinker season. You gotta I was I was surprised he was out there. Thirty one though. I mean, what were you hoping for seven? Like I mean, as your RB two? I hoped he no, because I thought he would get four or five catches at least with white out. Thirty one, man. Thirty eight scored three. but he also, fun fact, in the battle of the New England running backs, since they're on the same yeah. line, Burkhead versus Michelle. Burkhead Ridge has got to be frustrated with that. Burkhead had 70% of the snaps. Michelle, 20-something, and then I guess they went empty or some other running back for like five or something like that. So, just so you know, uh, the pecking order in New England, <laughs> Burkhead, over, Michelle hit one like big run. That's why his stats look okay. So this, is, had, like, this is where losing Barkley hurts because then you got to start, you know, Keelan Cole or Hunter Henry in your flex. That's yeah, I was very off. And, you know, and Ruggs is out too. And yeah. Tyreek's out for the year. Rager's on IR. Rager's also done, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a tough go. I mean, Andrews had the crazy first game, kind of picking up where he left off last year in the last two weeks. Kind of well, he dropped like done. a blatant touchdown pass on Monday night. Like a blatant touchdown. He just dropped it. So yeah, Gurley almost getting exactly his projections. That's pretty wild, yeah. Uh, yeah, Gurley's like four something to carry. They just don't throw him any screens anymore. I don't know why that's a thing. They just it's stop. Like, it's a good floor. I mean, 21, 21 carries a lot, but 21 for 61, no touchdowns, 8.2 points. 
not a great RB1 number, but that's his floor. Yeah, number. And, when he gets a yeah, touchdown, also, he's going to – that's like under – he's not going to be under three yards to carry very much. Uh, but yeah, Cooks is probably your most disappointing player right now. Yeah, he had, he had a nice week, too. That's what I expect from him normally. I don't know what happened against Pittsburgh. That was weird. I know he was banged up during the week. He's, so I'll he's such a, a boomer bust player, and he's such so frustrating to own. Yeah, that's fine. I'll roll him out there. See what and happens. Gordon like... Reed rolling, like obliterating his ankle on the MetLife turf <laughs> on a should-be touchdown was devastating in the moment. It was like a wide-open touchdown. He puts his ankle on the ground and it explodes. And uh, we criticize other people. I mean, Burios had a good – I mean, maybe your bench isn't like, – it's obviously not as bad as other benches, but I'm not going to doubt you. You're going to find the guys on the waiver to pick up. So I can look at your bench and be like, oh, when you have bye weeks, what's going to happen? But fucking what? picking up Brent Burke and starting him two days later and dropping 36. So it's like, whatever. Yeah, also my bye week is basically like week 10. I think week 10 I have Keenan, Gurley, Tyree, Coolio. So, yeah, week 10 I just lose. And then every other week, I'm pretty much full strength. Yeah, we and the, so, uh, I don't think we did Dooch and do, – yeah, Dooch and Rodgers, best for last. 171 yeah, our, for Dooch and 103 number for one team. Yeah, number the one The return of Dooch. A 68-point win. Chad just hates to see it. <laughs> it's just yeah, like – so unlucky in this fucking – The one year he has Dooch's pick and he just deals it. He's like, oh, this will be late. Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> And what makes it even worse is that I dealt it on my birthday. Oh, no. Yeah, while we were all golfing. Oh, no. I mean, fuck me, right? What am I, what am I supposed to do with that? I mean, yeah, that's I mean, just so you unlucky. Can't expect dude, you can't expect dude to just shit all over himself for a whole season. That was the thing I traded to Ridge for Hunter Henry. But then it was part of the Juju trade. Oh. oh a big okay. day. But, um, dude, number one team. Number one points four. No dumpy wins here. Oh, indie defense. Jesus, 26 points? Oh, they play the Jets. Um, Colin Murray, bad game for Survivor. Still a good fantasy day and, and having the type of year that I think, you know, I said that he was going to be Lamar Jackson this year, kind of like his, like, uprising year. But 31 points, 38 points, 27 his, points. Monster. His floor is just so high. Yeah, he's so good. Dude, he just makes defenders miss like it's nothing. He just so look, quick. It looks like they're in quicksand. Chubb, you know, Chubb last two weeks put on monster numbers. I think everyone kind of week one, kind of nervous. Cream Hunt, you know, Cream Hunt's getting his numbers too, but last two weeks for Nick Chubb, 28, 25 points, monster. Eckler had an Eckler game, 28 points, kind of hopefully finding his rhythm for, for Duchess' sake. Yeah, he's, but, he's praying that Herbert stays the starter. You know, Kelsey's – that was probably like a down week for Kelsey and still 11 points. Yeah, six. Um, just no it's a great, it's a good, Just a good team. It was balanced. Uh, Indy defense was a little aggressive, but – And he left off – you know, he could have he started Sanders for Edelman. I wonder, but like, you know, because Edelman came up a big week too. But, yeah, Sanders on the bench. Renfro had a big week. I, I really like Gabriel Davis coming out of out of college. He kind of had his maybe coming out game. Cobb uh, scored the touchdown, the big twenty something yarder. Yeah, so he's got some players. No I no one on the IR, so he's staying healthy, which is pretty big. Yeah, um, Rogers was pretty much the exact opposite. Where his IR. The, I do it a lot in the power rankings. If you look at that that kicker defense IDP combo. Ooh, yeah, that's twenty six nine and a half nine and a half. That's huge. Dude, you gotta that's, get double digits out of one of them. Huge. 
That that that's the difference between a one set. I mean, he would have won regardless, but that's fifty-seven you know, you points. You, you cut all that in half, and he has a what a one fifty-something week, and it's like a good yeah. week. No, it would be in the forty one forties. He had fifty-seven points. You cut that down to like twenty-eight. You take twenty-eight yeah. points off that. He's at like barely one forty. Yeah. Uh, look at what Rogers got. If you just give him what Rogers got on yeah. IDP. And then like cutting those in half isn't crazy. It's not like it's not crazy. I'm like, no, I'm gonna give your kicker six, your defense thirteen, and then four or five for each of your IDP. No, so dude, like, dude right, if you just like, give him what Rogers got. Look at look across the the matchup. Yeah. It's yeah, like twenty two points on defense instead alone. of fifty seven. You take twenty five points off. He's in one thirties. I mean, that made up for his terrible flex play. Melbourne yeah, Warren only six fat, points in the Scantling, Scantling and Edelman too. So. Yeah, if you just put the indie defense in his wide receiver two and flip it that way, then it looks fine. But which is weird that Alvarez has his worst week when he has probably the most opportunity for target share. Yeah, it has his best hard week season, man. Well, yeah, this is hard season. But Reno in the beat right now, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just wrap this up. Let's quickly go through week four. I'm going to give you the matchups, and you both tell me who you think is going to win. All right, ready? Ready. Greg, I'll, Greg, I'll start with you. Me versus Nick. I mean, oh, you versus Nick. Uh, I got Nick. Sorry, Mike Davis season. Yeah, I'm gonna go Nick. Me. Eric yeah. versus Rob. Er, or sorry, Eric versus Dooch. Dude, I thought like it would be chalk for a lot of these. Yeah, I mean, I think Dooch is gonna roll. Dooch. It's a closer projection. One. Yeah, that projection. I got Dooch on the spread. Fifteen point projection. Yeah, Dooch, Dooch, spread, I got the, I got on the spread. Uh, oh, Dooch is missing. Oh, they're both missing an IDP. I might have I might have Chad to cover his sixty three or thirty three point spread. Um, no, I got Dooch on the Dooch spread. Minus fifteen. Yeah, Dooch all the way. I'm taking yeah, that. Dooch. I got Dooch hammer. Dooch minus fifteen. <laughs> oh, Jack Rogers. <clears throat> so annoying because I don't know who the hell wrote. Uh, Kojak's gonna play because he has. Yeah, but like, is Thomas def- is Thomas definitely back? That's um, the key. If Thomas doesn't see. play, I may go. He Kojak. he was at practice, so he's. I think he's gonna play. I Rogers. got I got Rogers. I got Rogers to get off the Schneid. I think some of those guys are just projected too much. I don't know. I agree, but I still think he beats Kojak this week because the guys that Kojak's gonna put in are not not like, scary. Why, why is Golden Tate projected ten points? No, Nine point two. That that's stupid. No. Makes no sense. And then, like his his fucking kicker, all of his guys, 10, 11 points for Tucker, nine points from his defense, nine points. These guys are all projected way too high. So I, I think he should be projected more like in the one thirty range. Give me the Kojak spread, but Rogers wins. I'll pick Kojak. Hmm. Adverse Itzler. Me. Yeah, add. Add. This is also way. Too oh close. wait, wait. Add. Depending on COVID rules, he could be. If he's waiting until Monday, Juju and Bush sit. I, may, I still got add, but I, that could make it interesting if we, depending on what the rules are. Well, I want to see what Eric will say about. Um, we need to like get Eric on the like having like, like allowing me to have like a temporary like. Oh, we'll get into it later. I'll bring it up in the chat. Yeah, Greg versus Wire. If I, if I have to pick up someone, well, I kind of do it without penalty. Yeah. Um, this is a tight one. A Greg I, I mean, I'm myself. One. So, I mean, obviously, I'm not picking against myself. Yeah, I wish they showed the green and red matchups in the matchups, like for each player. 
you either go into the teams and you see a bunch of red and green. I, I don't know. At this point, I don't know. Is Jacksonville's run defense elite or Atlanta? I have no idea. Um, sure. I'm not even looking so, at the teams. I'm just going based off of instinct. My gut. I'll pick Wire. No, I'm, I'm root, I root for Greg, but this, the magic's got to work. You can't go four now. Come on. <laughs> no, he can. That's why I'm picking Greg. He absolutely I can. I mean, I, I mean, I say I don't hope he does because I have no shot at the division if he goes four now, but, you know, it's fun to see. It's fun to see the dark magic. Rob versus Josh. This is another tight projection. Rob projected the win. This is the closest. Within yeah. a point. Oh, and Rob doesn't have a kicker. Wow. Um, and Josh has oh, if, if Kittle's back, I'm going Rob. I'm going Rob anyway, just because his running backs could not be in better situation when we thought they were going to be the worst in the league. Got to respect it. Yeah, I go Josh. Fuck it, that'd be different. Um, right. Bridge or Tiz? Tiz. Um, yeah, Ridge's running backs are on the struggle bus. So I'm going Tiz. I don't even think Tiz's uh, Ridge's ceiling would have. Be maybe I'm wrong. I know he scored 150 something, but but like Michelle Fournette are getting like single digit carries every week. And he's rolling out. Yeah, it is. That's a clean sweep, I think. I can't believe the biggest blowout has Rodgers ever been on the other end of the biggest blowout of the week. It's so weird to see. It's so weird to see him on three. We see we see that that little fucking icon his name all the time on biggest ball of the week of him being the team blowing out someone else yeah now me, being, me being above him is unheard of me and rogers have one combined win and our rosters are stupid good <laughs> that's the that's the natterday division man i know well rogers no has really scored it's no, so unreal. we all know everything no it's not yes it is trust <laughs> trust the black magic <laughs> and you will find the way. But I think uh, I think that's going to do it. Unless there's any last words from from either of you, I know Greg. It's probably like six in the morning there. But nah, it's three fifty a.m. So we're good. I'm yeah, watching the Yankees. Thanks for coming bit. on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm Maybe happy. Uh, reoccurring our uh, our former host is just out of reality for. I'll yell at him on Sunday. I'm gonna. Yeah, he he claims he's out of reality for two and a half months. So if you need me back, I'll he has I'll class every day. It's just like I think we just keep picking the days he has class. And, no, and then he also has like those work emails, and yeah, it's a nightmare. You United Healthcare man. Yeah, yeah. But on a brighter note, uh, next episode is episode fifty, I believe. So we should go nice. big. We have fifty burger. We do shots again. Oh. Yeah, we should do shots. Maybe we'll bring back um, the, the the segment where we compare players to drinks. That was a, real, that was a really <laughs> fun segment. Yeah, I, news I, and brews. I mean, we could combine that. We could find news and brews, and then we did the one where we took a shot every ten minutes for an hour. So we had like a nice. Sounds incredible. Shots in there. Yeah, we actually kind of made, Greg, we, it, we, it, held it, we held it together. Greg, if you want to be there for that one, you're invited. All right, I'll I'll, I'll be there. Pending Eric, <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if we could fit four, but. If we if you need a guy, I'm I'm there. Assuming Eric's out of commission until January. All right. If Eric's out of commission until January, I'm in. News and brews. If not, when I listen at like eight in the morning Dutch time, I'll just take a shot every ten minutes. That's probably. I mean, we didn't do many segments. That's by far my favorite because some of those like beer or whatever, like I still use those nicknames on players sometimes, which is like I love that. (laughs) All right. Hot take question: Who's winning the league? (laughs) 
Chad. Oh God. Uh, we're at the quarter mark of the season. This is the quarter quarter projections. Chad, who's winning? This. Add me. Yeah, I'm saying me too. So <laughs> Chad's the only one to give a real answer. Actually, you know what? Me. Our Chad's winning. <laughs> All right, yeah. At the quarter waypoint, the projections say that either me, Ad, or Chad are winning the league. There Who's, you the field? <laughs> Who's taking the field? Field is now minus 500. <laughs> oh, someone just hit a grand slam. Marcella, let's go. What a way to end the podcast for the Yankee fans. Let's go. What a way. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you next time. See ya. Thanks for having me. First.